Welcome to the Conservative Woman's Guide. I'm Karen Lips, and I'm finally back with Peyton Smith. Today's episode is a special one. We are going to be talking about a forthcoming book, You're Not Alone, The Conservative Woman's Guide to College. I am super excited to talk about this book this episode. Karen, why don't you just jump right in and kick us off and tell us a little bit about the book and why New has decided to put it out. Yes. Well, in the years of running the Network of Enlightened Women, one thing I have noticed is that I often get some similar questions from our students and alums, a lot of questions about professors and classes, uh, also some of the social pressure on campus. And so we realized it would be really helpful to put together a practical guide for conservative women on college campuses. And in this book, women such as Jordan Ney from Dickinson College, Rebecca Kutzinger from James Madison University, and Maura Slee from the Catholic University of America share their stories and experiences, from Jordan sharing about making friends across the political aisle, to Rebecca on how she found a mentor, and Mara providing insight on running for student government. It's just a compilation of a lot of great mentoring and advice for conservative young women who are either about to start college or who are in college and are just looking for some more maybe help and resources. Yeah, it sounds like there's so much that this book covers. What part, if you can even choose one, is your favorite? That is a tough one. I think I would mention two. I really enjoyed writing the part about picking a college major because I felt like when I was a student and was on campus, it sort of seemed like people made it for lots of different reasons and maybe not very good reasons at all. And I think giving some guidance on that, I think will actually be very helpful to young conservative women. I almost feel like you're calling me out now that you know I switched my major after my freshman year. (laughs) No, Peyton, (laughs) I promise I'm not calling you out, but it's just one of those that like, it's something everybody has to pick. And as soon as you pick your school, it seems like the questions turn to what is your college major? And I think sometimes that question sort of pushes people to just make a, a decision that maybe isn't the most thoughtful. Uh, And so I'm hoping that portion will be super helpful. And then also I'd say um, finding a professor mentor, because I think that's something I was not super strategic about when I was a student, but I ended up really finding some wonderful professor mentors who I'm still friends with years later. And those are some really meaningful relationships. And I hope that more students can find relationships like those on campus. Yeah, I know I did not have a professor mentor, and it is something that I regret because I wish I would have gone and found somebody on campus to help me get involved, especially being up in school in Northern Jersey. There were not a lot of conservatives, so having someone who I could go to and ask for advice on different things like how to find an internship with an organization that supports my values would have been extremely helpful. Yes, if the book would have been out um, when you were in school, you could have listened to in the podcast, you could have listened to the episode with Mary Kate Carey from UVA and gotten gotten some great tips. Now, Peyton, you've read an advanced copy of the book. What is your favorite part? 
I think my favorite chapter in the book has to be the one where it guides readers on how to pick extracurricular activities or different organizations that they can join in order to find conservative community on campus. Because I know we've previously talked, I didn't bring new onto Seton Hall's campus until my sophomore year. So I went all of freshman year without having conservative community on campus, which was extremely difficult given that COVID had hit my spring semester of freshman year. So I wish I would have found that conservative community sooner and found people that support my views and didn't make me feel like ashamed for how I felt and how I was raised. Conservative students definitely should not feel ashamed for being conservative <laughs> on campus. And that community, as you touch on, is so important um, for for conservative students. Now, is there one piece of advice from that chapter or one thing that if you were going to pass on to somebody, you would? Ooh, I feel like... The biggest piece of advice from that chapter would, and I think it kind of ties into my personal story of bringing new on a campus and finding that community, is just speaking out. And I know we've touched on this previously in the podcast, and it only took one person on our campus, me, to speak out and bring start conservative community on campus and bring new to campus and other conservative organizations. And I feel like once I took that step and spoke out, other people became more confident in their views and they found their voice and they started speaking out as well. And it just grew into this big conservative movement on campus, which I guess no one saw coming, especially being up in Northern Jersey. <laughs> kind of came out of left field, but in the best way possible. <laughs> well, and that's one of the fun things that I got to see in writing the book is I collected stories from a number of women who've been involved in the organization. And so I got to see some of the themes emerge. And one of mm -hmm. them is something that you just hit on, Peyton, that as soon as these women spoke up, they sort of attracted a whole group of other women on campus who held the same beliefs, but didn't feel comfortable speaking out until there was somebody else leading the charge. Yeah, I know I was in a sorority and a lot of my sorority sisters were conservative, but you would have never guessed based on how they would just stay silent during different discussions that we would have. Even during chapter, we had interesting conversations. And as soon as I started to speak out and share my conservative views, I remember them coming up to me and being like, oh my gosh, like, I think the same way. I'm so glad I'm not alone tying it back into the book title, but they needed someone to speak out first and then they felt more comfortable. And then me speaking out then ended up helping me find some of my best friends because those girls who were in my sorority and who were part of new were some of my best friends throughout college. Well, and I think this is a good, uh, makes the case for starting yeah. a new chapter, right? It's like when you speak out others will, and it's not just talking about policy and ideas, but really forming, uh, those important friendships on campus. Yeah. What is your biggest piece of advice from within the book that you wish someone told you before going off to campus? Let's see. I think I, I go back to another theme that emerged throughout the book, mm -hmm. which is to just be intentional. So be intentional about building that community uh, of conservative peers on campus. Uh, like you mentioned was so important, Peyton. Be intentional about trying to find professor mentors. Be intentional about your college major. You might not have your whole college career figured out and your post-college career figured out, and that is fine, but just use the information that you have to make the best decision that you can. And I think that that's something that I think that language of really being intentional and being purposeful, I think is really, is really helpful. 
I agree. I think it also ties into the whole Gen Z social media thing that a lot of people don't care for. But I think being intentional about what you put out on social media, we've touched on it previously when it comes to sharing misinformation on social media, making sure that you're intentional and purposeful about what you're putting out there and how it reflects upon you is super important. So I think not only does it tie into the more academic setting, but I think it also is very applicable to your personal life as well. And that goes to the larger point of, you know, college is a time where you want to learn a lot, you want to make friends, but it's it's not the end point in life, right? Mm-hmm. So you might put something out on social media that maybe seems appropriate for college or fun now, but really thinking about college as a phase, as a, a season of your life. Um, and how you can get the most out of that season, but also taking uh, the larger context of what you want your life to look like down the road. I think that 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 matters. Yeah. And I think the best part about this book is it touches on everything that we just talked about. (laughs) We touch on social media, you touch on finding community on campus. It really does everything you could want it to do and more. With this being the second book New has put out, can you kind of give us a little behind the scenes into the process of writing a book? And I guess like how in particular this book was put together. I know you talked about gathering stories from college women. How did you kind of start? It is quite a process, Peyton. I think (laughs) you've seen that a little bit behind the scenes. So with the idea uh, of providing this practical guide for college women, I wanted to talk to the college women first to hear what the issues are they're talking about on campus. I knew there would be some common ones that I've heard over the years, but also kind of hear what's new. And so I went to the students first to ask them about their stories, their experiences, and got some great responses. I got responses from more than 20 students, then read them all together. And from that, and then from, you know, talking to our new team, put together an outline of what issues made sense to address, what were some that really we wanted to hit on. And I'd say that one kind of general area that um, I ended up writing more chapters on than maybe I anticipated at the beginning was the social uh, life and social fabric of universities from, you know, when you first step foot on campus, do you keep your views quiet or do you speak out to how you deal with censoring on campus to getting involved with extracurriculars? That seemed to be an area where the students had a lot to say and a lot of advice that uh, I thought would be really helpful for somebody getting ready to go to campus for the first time. Yeah, I think that advice is extremely helpful just because You get the academic mentoring when you go to your guidance counselors or whatever each school calls them nowadays. I think it's different in every single school, but you get that. Peyton, I will say that was one thing that was funny in writing the book is that I would try to identify some offices that were common. And they, there's a lot of different names for things like the student mm-hmm. activities offices at different schools are called so many different things. So I had started actually listing out some of them and then the list just got too long. So I was like, just look for your office where they're talking about student activities. Uh, Cause that was a challenge anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. They call them different things at every single school or like the green is what we call it at Seton Hall, but every campus has like that main area of grass that all the students the lawn on. at UVA yes yeah. the lawn at UVA <laughs> but as I was kind of getting that um you can get a lot of that academic mentorship when you go to your guidance counselor or whatever they call it at your school whereas this book I feel like really helps provide that social mentorship which I feel like lacks 
when it comes to the mentorship that you'd get from a traditional professor or guidance counselor sometimes. At least and that was how I experienced it. And Peyton, that's important because there's so much social pressure pushing women left mm-hmm. that having that robust community of thoughtful conservatives really makes a difference. And one of my goals in this book project is I hope that women who hadn't heard of new uh, or weren't involved will read this book and that will be their first step in joining the new community. Because what's great is it's not like you read this book and then that's it. I hope that it's an entry point that more women will want to get even more involved in our organization, start a chapter, join our national organization. And we can be that community that so many young women feel is lacking on their college campuses. I agree. If this book was around, I definitely think it would have made me start my new chapter of my freshman year as opposed to my sophomore year, which probably would have changed my outlook on college overall. It looks like things turned out okay to me. (laughs) Thank you. Well, if you have liked this podcast so far, you are definitely going to want to read You're Not Alone, The Conservative Woman's Guide to College, because it goes more into depth on all of the topics we've discussed so far on this podcast, as well as so much more. Follow us on Instagram at Enlightened Women to stay up to date on announcements. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited to get this book in the hands of young conservative women across the country. Join us next week as we have a conversation with one of the women featured in the book. You will not want to miss hearing her story. And make sure you subscribe to the Conservative Woman's Guide wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review and let us know how we're doing. See you next time.